Welcome to Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table, as he always is, Adam Tullison. How you doing, buddy? Bask in his glory. Oh, because he is limitless, Adam. So I was laughing. I was wow. Like, That's actually the drop, the tag. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I, I didn't watch the match until this morning. But I had legit goosebumps when he won it. Like, I was so happy for that dude. Yeah, man. It was good. It was great. Anyways, this is episode number 17. Recording this on July 15th, 2020. And... On this day in pro wrestling history. 1942. We got a couple birthdays here, Adam. First off, 1942, Middle Mascaris is born in San Luis Potosi, Mexico. He worked a little bit for WWE in the 90s, I think, but it wasn't. It was like a Rumble appearance, and maybe. Do you remember that when they like worked with CMLL for just a little while? Yes, there was. Yeah, there was a Rumble. They had a couple it was like guys. Like 97 in there, right? Rumble, maybe or 90, yeah. 96 Rumble. I'm not sure. It was one of those weird Rumbles. Uh, I think fake diesel was involved, things like that. I don't know. Then, 1951, Jesse the Body Ventura is born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Allegedly. Yeah. (laughs) Show me the birth certificate, (laughs) McMahon. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Two movie stars and one politician, right? Well, they're both. Yeah. Yeah. Did For, did Mil- Mil- I would not be surprised if Mil Mascaris didn't hold office somewhere. Yeah, so. it made him like a, a mayor of, uh, you know, uh, Mexico, Remember, ma- mayor of Mexico City or something. Yeah, even if it was honorary. Yeah, just for the day. Um, it wasn't that long ago we talked about a guy in New Japan that I looked him up and he was like, right. <laughs> he went on to become a position like, of power. Yeah, he went on to uh, politics. Yeah. 1989, Ivan Koloff defeats Invader 1 for the WWC Puerto Rico Heavyweight Championship in Puerto Rico, ending his fifth reign. That is one year after the Invader killed Bruiser Brody. He still was, yeah. Still championshipping it up over there. Gosh, that's terrible. That is fucked, man. That's just crazy. Uh, 1995, ECW held its first of six annual heat wave events at the ECW arena in South Philadelphia. Couple results. Uh, ECW world champion Sandman. He pins Axel Rotten to retain. And Luna Vachon defeats Stevie Richards by submission in a steel cage. Well, Luna was in ECW. I, that makes sense. And this, I'm assuming they just left the steel cage down for the main event where the gangsters beat the public enemy also in that same steel nice. cage. But yeah, I thought it was like Luna Vachon wins by submission over Stevie Richards. It's like, <laughs> wow. I could see it. I could see it. I would. <laughs> you I put me to in, her. Yes, dude. <laughs> you put me in a cage with Luna. That's crazy. 1996, WCW won this week of the Monday Night War as Monday Nitro beat WWF 3.4 to 2.6. Again, both these... I shouldn't say both. One's not around, but WWE would kill for like a 2.6 now, I bet. Yeah. And based on the Raw episode this week, I can <laughs> totally see why <laughs> it wasn't that good. No. 
2002. WWE holds a live Raw at Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, that one got a 3.8 rating, Adam, but they're on TNN at that time. Show featured a shocking moment when Vince McMahon introduces former WCW president Eric Bischoff as the new Raw general manager. Oh, yeah. The, they hugged it out. Yes, they did. Uh, Bischoff's WWE on-camera role would last for well over two years before ending on December 5th, 2005, when Vince McMahon threw him into a garbage truck. Makes sense. I wasn't watching at that point. Um, I don't think I was either. I saw some of it with Bischoff as like the commissioner on Raw. Yes. I, th- I think I heard about it and then kind of tuned in to check it out or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't like a weekly thing, but I catch it here and there. Yeah. But this whole like throwing him in a garbage truck thing, didn't he also like package up a wrestler in a crate that, and said like, we're sending you back to Ohio Valley or something? Yes. I don't, I don't remember who it was. I'm not sure either, <laughs> but I, I distinctly remember hearing about that. Giant, maybe? No. <laughs> That'd be a big crate. That'd be a big crate. <laughs> Giraffe crate. <laughs> uh, 2012, WWE holds their Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Dolph Ziggler would win the briefcase, hold it until the day after WrestleMania he cashed in. Probably on Cena or something. I don't remember exactly who he cashed in on. Uh, 2014, WWE officially moved former WWE champion CM Punk to their alumni section of the website. The company made no statement regarding his status. So he basically walks out of the company day after Royal Rumble 2004. So that's the end of January. And it takes all this time before they're finally like, he ain't coming back. (laughs) Wait, when did they move him to the alumni page? 2014, but on this day. Got you, got you. So I always th- I always feel like well Punk was gone in thirteen but no he did work the Rumble in fourteen, which right. was January. I thought you said oh four at first. I was like whoa wait what? <laughs> no. I, t- then he comes back right because we've seen him. <laughs> we've seen enough around. Yes yeah. we did. <laughs> no but that was the. Uh, I that was that was the end of Punk. I mean aside from that little bit on backstage, which who knows what that's gonna. Yeah, I don't even think that show exists anymore. It doesn't, but I heard that. WWE was going to still do it on their network. Oh, okay. In which case, I'm sure he's not going to be on it. Nah, I think he's like with Fox. Or his, something. Yeah, his deal was with deal Fox. Came to be. Okay. Either way, even if your deal's with Fox, if you're if you're on a WWE show, like, don't you think they have some sort of? Yeah, you got to work something out there. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm sure that they couldn't bring in somebody that WWE adamantly didn't want. Right. I, I wouldn't see that either. Just <laughs> that'd be great if they just tricked them. Be like. Yeah, you can do backstage. <laughs> the music hits. Yes. <laughs> but here's one of the co-hosts. McMahon's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's now time for the Retro Raw Review. We are still in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's right. So this is uh, what the fifteenth of July, taped on the twenty fourth of June. So this is a that we're finally at the go home. Yeah. To the international incident. Yeah. There's been so many incidents on our way to this international incident. <laughs> we'll get into all of them. Um, but same thing with the rest of these. Uh, the last show before the pay per view, you can tell the crowd is just kind of gassed yeah, at this point. It's There's stalled. not a lot going on. Uh, match number one. You got an Intercontinental Championship match, Ahmed Johnson versus 
art gun, or as Ahmed called last week, fart gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sonny's looking to hold all the gold when the night is over. Early on in the match, each guy goes for an arm drag on the other, which is followed by a strange like handshake thing. Did you see that? Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. <laughs> they they like, each whoop, arm whoop. drag each other, and they're like, all right, good. That was a good arm drag. Good, good game. Let's shake it off. <laughs> shake it out. <laughs> uh, oh, that was so weird. Bart is a heel, for God's sake. Like He does not need to be shaking Ahmed Johnson's hand. There's no reason for that. Speaking of handshakes, also, uh, Sonny goes on the outside at one point, and Lawler kisses her hand. Yes. And then she goes to give a handshake to McMahon and then does the psych out. Yes. <laughs> and Lawler couldn't couldn't have loved it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this match, I thought this match was better than I expected it to be. Like, I thought these two guys were not going to have even close to a good match. Oh, yeah, I agree. And it was halfway decent, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Um, and then I put down uh, Bradshaw could take note of Bart Gunn's boots. Right. Bart Gunn's he had those got some weird... good-looking cowboy boots. I don't understand why the hell Bradshaw's got those stupid ones. The weird patchy ones. God damn. Ahmed Johnson wins it with the Pearl River Plunge. He retains his Intercontinental title heading into International Incident, which is strange because if you think about it, especially at this time, WWF doesn't have very many singles titles. Right. So now you've you've tied up both of them in a six-man tag match. Right. So, and it's not like there is crazy feuds going on. There is like a, they already did Goldust and Undertaker. Yeah. And they're doing that again at the pay-per-view. It's not even in a, they did it in a casket match last time. Yeah. So why are we going really back weird. to, that was, so, uh, yeah. that was really weird. Uh, match two, Wildman Mark Merrill versus TL Hopper, Adam. We finally get to see TL Hopper. Yeah. That guy was something in Smoky Mountain and now he's nothing here. I want to know what he was in Smoky Mouth. He was the dirty white boy. That's who that is? Yeah. That's Tony Anthony? Yes. And wow. he, he held many titles yeah. there. Like he was one of their guys. I didn't know staple, that. you know? Holy shit. That is him. Um, as Marrow and Sable are heading to the ring, a movie usher runs down and shake, uh, hands Sable a gift wrapped in gold paper, furthering the uh, option six from last week. That's right. About this possible love triangle. We'll see where Mick Foley lands in all this. Sable didn't even open it. She threw it on the ground. What an ingrate. check it out. Yeah. As uh, T.L. Hopper's making his way to the ring, they show a bit of a vignette where he's just kind of doing the, you know, the plumbing. Yeah. The ass crack hanging out, you know. And then he gets down to ringside, and I realize that his entrance music is just like toilet flushing. Yeah, over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) That is so terrible. I, I forgot that he uh, names his plunger. Yes. Uh, Betsy. Betsy yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they, sp- they spend all the creative juice on a TL. Is yeah. that toilet lid? Ooh, Hopper. I didn't even think about I that. Know. I have no idea what TL. You know Vince McMahon has something. He's like, God damn it. Why don't you know? Exactly. TL, toilet lid. <laughs> And I li- I do like that he uh, <laughs> toilet they lid show- hopper. <laughs> <laughs> they go. They show footage of the uh, previous weekend superstar footage where TL Hopper is wrestling Duke Duke the Dumpster. The dumpster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that just writes itself. It is. Why isn't that on the fucking pay per view? Good God! <laughs> it's a trash bathroom match <laughs> he does that thing though at the end of the match where he like 
sucks the guy's face up with the plunger. That would, I don't care. That would hurt. Yeah, that would, you would not be comfortable with the fucking no. plunger <laughs> sucking at your nose and mouth. Ugh. I think it would, I think it would hurt and it would affect your breathing. And I think it would be terrible. It's also a mind fuck too. Cause you're like, they said it's a new plunger, but yeah, I, they could have just trust rinsed Vince. it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw earthquake in here early. Right. <laughs> uh, the match, as you can, uh, as you can guess, it's not good. You know, you have wild man, Mark Merrill leading this thing. And the only decent match I've seen that guy have is with Owen Hart. And I don't put any of that onus on Mark Merrill for that. You know, I think I came back from something and it was already over. Really? Yeah. Did, did, did some fuckery go down or did Merrill win? Um, Merrill wins the match. It was really weird. So they kind of go to the backstage area and talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin, still with that monster fat lip. Because okay, I saw that. Because he, I'm assuming when they recorded that backstage, it was when they did these tapings, which was essentially the day after King the of the pay-per-view, Ring. The pay-per-view, yeah. So it's funny that we're like three weeks out and Austin just still has this monster fat yeah. lip. And he's like, he's got um, But no, there's, a, there's like a weird bit of business in the ring and Mark Merrow just delivers a punch oh, and, yeah. and uh, Hopper falls down. He pins him one, two, three. It's like, I have never seen a guy get pinned from just, it wasn't even like a spinning punch. It wasn't even a Superman punch. There was no flair behind it at all. It was, hmm. it was a goddamn punch. I thought they were trying to work in his like, I think that's later. Okay. Golden gloves and shit. Yeah. They may have said it, but they definitely weren't like, running with that at this point maybe they're trying it because he's wild man at a certain point he does come out like in boxing gear and stuff you know right. what i mean so yeah, yeah. a couple of boxing gloves around his neck or something like that <laughs> i wrote down mark merrill wins this match with a punch a punch <laughs> 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 it was the weirdest thing dude uh then we go backstage Cornette cuts a great promo in attempt to uh you know sell us on the pay-per-view this sunday i couldn't stand the the weird handshake that they were like doing. <laughs> yeah. It was, was kind of like, all right, handshake, handshake. Now you shake his hand. Now let's put all of our hands in like doing the go team. And it's like, uh, <laughs> I got to shake everybody's hand, but I also have to face the camera <laughs> right. kind of thing. It, it, it made was, it awkward. Then they show a undertaker video package. Almost <laughs> yeah. like he's this huge legend, which I guess he is, but it's weird to think that this was 24 years ago. Yeah. And he just like quote retired, and then they like ago in the middle because it wasn't all highlights. Then they kind of like no, it's like an up and down. Yeah, thing. It was an up and down. They'd show like they mankind sh- like beating up. They show Yokozuna taking him out. Yeah, in the, the rumble. Match. Right. It was weird. It was very. It was very. It, weird. it was funny because Ashy was like doing something in the kitchen. She's like, that entrance is way too long. I'm like, oh, it was a music video, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. it was a legit music video. Like it said, Jim <laughs> J- underdirect Jim Johnston or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that had no place as far as I was concerned on the show. It was I weird. think the Undertaker wasn't there that week, so they needed to show something with the Undertaker. I guess got to keep up with Nitro, man. Then we go to the third and final match. Oh, by the way, in that promo, Cornette says that he's like sending his guys home. You know, they're yeah. not, they're not going to interfere in this match. He's going to send his guys home, whatever. <laughs> um, and Corny's a reputable guy. I mean, you can yeah. you can trust what he says. Match number three is a WWF Championship match: Shawn Michaels versus Billy Gunn. 
And as the match gets underway, Vince notes that despite Cornette saying his men will keep out of the match, Ahmed Johnson is standing by to watch Sean's back. So a good good tag partner does. Lawler wonders why he's not out with Jake at O'Malley's. O'Malley's is open tonight. I'm sure says. they're open. <laughs> we'll celebrate anything. Jerry also <laughs> says that uh, Jake has no chance of defeating mankind this Sunday. In fact, his liver has already written a concession speech. <laughs> Then they do go backstage to Ahmed Johnson. Uh, much like in Ahmed's match, they went backstage to Sean, and Sean's just basically standing there saying that he's going to watch Ahmed's back, and Ahmed's going to watch his back. Did you catch that backstage uh, interview with Ahmed Johnson? I saw it. Nothing really stuck with me. Oh, this didn't stick with you? I would just like you to decipher uh, this line, okay? Yep. Let me know what you think he's saying here. They up to watching HBK's back, and of course he's looking good as usual. <laughs> Do you need to hear that again? Yep. They up to watching HBK's back, and of course he's looking good as usual. <laughs> I think he says. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I I started HBK's back, and he's looking good as usual. <laughs> he says, "I'm just back here watching HBK's <laughs> back, and he's looking good as usual." God, uh, not, not good on the mic. They have to watch HBK back, and of course he's looking good as usual. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking golden pipes on that guy. Marble mouth Ahmed. Marble mouth Ahmed. He's back at it. Um, Sean, at one point on the outside, hits a baseball slide on Billy Gunn, then chases off Sonny with like a grab ass motion. <laughs> well, first <laughs> she she confronts him on the apron. Yes. She goes to take a swing at him. He ducks and then plants one on her. Or no, plants one on her first. Yep. She swings. He ducks, plants one on her again. Yes. And then does the grab ass thing. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> and then I started thinking about Sonny, and I was like, man. Poor Sonny just got arrested again yesterday. I heard. From the click to the clink, 24 years. <laughs> click to the clink, Adam. That should be a shirt. Got to get our shirt guy on that. Jake, mm-hmm. get on that. Click to the clink. That's great. That is, that's good shit. Um, Billy Gunn is really mocking Shawn Michaels in this one. Like he's, uh, he hits him with the rocker dropper, which used to be his finisher. Oh, yeah. And then after he tosses Shawn out of the ring, he does his like in the middle of the ring pose and everything. Yeah, he's busting. It's like I was balls. playing Super Nintendo against my brother and I decided to like taunt. You know how you always had the taunt button? Yes, <laughs> do the other guy's taunt. Billy Gunn was like spamming the taunt button during <laughs> this, this fucking match, dude. Telling you. Um, yeah, he, at one point, Billy Gunn sends Shawn over the top rope with like this wicked fucking clothesline. And that's that was, when he did that's when he did the pose thing. Yeah, that was good. Then um they go back to the backstage area and we see Camp Cornette quote leaving the arena. <laughs> go ahead. It's like an open door. Yeah. And Cornette's like, All right, Vader, see you later, Bulldog. You guys drive safe. Yeah. And then he shuts the door and he goes, They're probably three miles down the road already. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. They're two steps away from the door. (laughs) If that, I thought that was fucking great. Um, We go back in the ring and HBK lays out Billy with sweet chin music. He picks up the pinfall win. This was probably the only time during the show the crowd is pumped. Like they were sitting on their hands for the most of this one. Yeah, because they know they know they're about to go home. (laughs) Yeah, and these go home shows to the pay per view like 
just lacking energy. Like I said, probably just due to that taping schedule, they probably sat through and it's not even sitting through four or five hours because we could do that. We We have done that. that. Right. Um, But it's the fact that when you're doing these and they're building to a pay-per-view and you've seen Mark Merrow come out four times, you've seen, I mean, how many times are you going to get up? Unless it's like a top, top guy, you're just not going to care anymore after a little while. I wonder how I do it like a power taping. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what they do. Yeah. That's what they did. And you know what, though? With the power tapings, rest in peace, power at the moment. um, Those tickets were so limited that I feel like only hardcore fans got those. Yeah. Whereas uh, a random raw in Green Green Bay, Bay. (laughs) they're probably selling tickets for 10 bucks a pop at this point. Right. You know, I could, I could only buy my kids so many fucking popcorns and stuff before I'm just like, God damn, let's get out of here. Marrow again. Jesus. <laughs> uh, as soon as Shawn Michaels makes his way through the curtain, we get backstage footage. He's greeting by Ahmed. And then suddenly a cornet appears and throws a cup of water in Shawn's face and then runs off with Johnson and Michaels giving chase to the parking garage. But it's an ambush. Where they are ambushed by Corny's guys. Now, what I do like about this, Adam, they had to have filmed this after the fact. Because three weeks ago, the plan was Warrior is your partner. Oh, right. There's no Sid anywhere involved. That's true. So they they had to, like, smash cut at some point and be at, like, the back of an arena and have Cornette throw that water. Because the camera follows them all the way to the parking garage. (laughs) Yeah. And there's an ambush, and it lasts a couple seconds, and all of a sudden you hear screeching tires, (laughs) and in comes Sid in the car. He slams into, I don't know if he just slams into cans or if it's another car. It's like crates or something. He slams into something. It's not even a nice car. It's like a a Buick Century or something. It's like an 89 Buick Century. Century, yeah. but Sid gets his fucking big ass out, and then the heels hop into Cornette's car, and they are gone. And off Rock to Wendy's, off the, <laughs> off the Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, Dairy. oh Cornette does love Wendy's. He likes Wendy's, but Dairy Queen's where it went down. Yes. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of the show had to be that last ten seconds. Me too. Sid, Sid rolling up, dude. <laughs> I love. Do you know Sid's got a podcast? No. I just learned about it today. That's interesting. And he's like 50 episodes in. Really? I, wow. It's called uh, Vicious Circle or something like that. Not bad. The first few, I've downloaded two of them. I haven't listened to them yet, but they're they're like 30 minutes a pop. So hmm. I feel like if they're halfway deep, and I don't know if it's another guy in him or if it's just him. I, I hope it's him just riffing. I'll report next week. I can't wait. On softball. <laughs> yeah. Next week, uh, we get into the July 22nd, 1996 show, which will have the fallout from the International Incident pay-per-view. Be sure to join us right here for the Retro Raw review, and we will definitely cover the the International Incident itself uh, before, well, probably during the uh, What You Watching segment next week. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, Adam, as far as news, I actually have figure news this Ooh. week, which is weird because it's usually so dark. It's, it's not. Um, Entertainment Earth, they have pre-orders up for an Elite 2-pack 
featuring Bret Hart and Bill Goldberg. Now, they that's, don't do elite two-packs very often. That's ironic. Why do you say that? It's Bill Goldberg kicked Brett in the head. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, Now, and that is not what will be. Okay, I thought about that, too, and then I was like, no fucking way would they depict that match. That would be just really fucked up, right? So, wait, this the two-packs, it's from a match that they Generally had? speaking. Okay. So, they don't do two-packs very often in the elite form anyways. They always have those uh, basic battle packs out. Uh, on the shelves right now, you can get like a Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio two pack from, um, or yeah, an elite two pack from, I think last year's WrestleMania, not okay. just the past one, but the one before. And that match was over in a jiffy dude. Like, yeah, I don't even remember that one. Cause it was like 10 seconds long. Hmm. Um, but there is no images, but I think that it's going to be, I, so I did some research. I think that it's going to depict, uh, there's a mat, a match on. I shouldn't even say match. There was a segment on Nitro from March 29th, 1999. They're in Toronto and Hart couldn't be more over. And it's definitely the decline of Nitro, like 99. You know that. Yep. On the way down. And then Brett's even talking about the ratings and they're in the toilet and he doesn't care. He's out here to have fun tonight. And it's great to be at a place where people respect him and this and that. <clears throat> At one point, he talks about how Bill Goldberg is like a Stone Cold Steve Austin wannabe. Oh, I like that. And he already wiped the floor with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like that that kind of shit didn't, you didn't hear on the other person's Right, you, you don't know? mention, yeah, the other guy. Well, Bill Goldberg comes out, gets in the ring, and immediately spears Bret Hart and is knocked. They're both on the ground, just knocked out silly. Really? And then Bret Hart gets up. He's got jorts on and a, like a Calgary Hitman hockey, hockey jersey. sweater on. Okay. And he, he takes it off and he's got a metal plate. That's strapped, right. I do remember this now. <laughs> and <laughs> that metal plate did two things. One, knocked out Bill Goldberg. And two, gave Bret Hart the hardest nipples I've ever seen <laughs> on a man in my life. Like You should see these fucking glass cutters Just he's got elongated going on. yes he should have um, took that plate and wrapped it around his head when he fought him the next time yeah so Damn. i was sitting there thinking i'm like uh it's got to be from that and that would be kind of cool because i wouldn't mind i have i have a couple bret hart figures but i don't have like a bret hart jorts hockey jersey and i yeah, think that's that'd a, be that, cool. that's an era that should be depicted he you know definitely got into that era yeah so while i'm uh so that's up for pre-order at entertainment earth now that's kind of a weird website, you might think, but they're the ones that did the Macho Man Slim Jim Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that currently have that Mr. T exclusive. Gotcha. So they're a reputable place. I think it's like 40 bucks, which isn't too bad for two, two, two figures. Yeah. yeah. And then while I'm looking up the two-pack, I noticed that they had pre-orders up for Elite 79, which I hadn't even heard a peep about. Mm. I do know Elite 78's got, like, nobody I need. It's like Drake, Maverick, Naomi, all these current guys that don't fit in my, my criteria. 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 That's right. Um, so I looked at it, and it says that, they're, like, again, no images or anything, but it's going to be Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Big E, your favorite, Adam, Xavier Woods, Bobby Fish, and Io Shirai. Nice. Some pretty decent good ones. Set. That's pretty good. Uh, again, nobody I, nobody I need in that set, but what are you going to do? Um, and then Mattel has a date and time set for their San Diego Comic-Con at-home panel. 
It's going to be Thursday, July 23rd at noon Pacific time on uh, Mattel's YouTube channel. It's going to be hosted by Sam Roberts. Uh, it's going to feature Edge, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, and Candice LeRae. Nice. Um, we should get to see, like, some of the stuff that we've only seen, like, renderings of. We should get to see things that are further along. Right. We should get definitely get um, a bunch of new stuff announced, too. So, uh, what is that? That's... Uh, next week? Yeah, next next Thursday. So... We'll actually have one more show before that, so we won't be able to talk about it next week. So, um, then I saw that there's rumors that there is going to be another woman's evolution pay per view. Oh, really? Possibly the week after SummerSlam. That's interesting because it's like their five year anniversary since they started doing that or something. I don't know. The last women's evolution pay per view, unless you went back and watched it, we didn't watch it. No, maybe we were on the Jericho cruise when it. When it happened. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, maybe I thought I saw something about an anniversary. Maybe that's when they started calling it. That it was five years ago. Maybe. Or, I don't yeah, know. Um, but it, but they're also saying that they think that Tessa Blanchard will make her debut at that show. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, it seems strange to book like another big show. It's hard to promote two shows at the same time. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have to assume that a lot of the women are going to be on the SummerSlam card. You'd think. So how do you build to something a week later? You know what I mean? That's tough. Next I can. did see that Bailey and Sasha called out. Trish and Lita. I saw that too. And I think too. that could be something oh, building to yeah. that. Maybe that's You it. know, because then, then at least you have a match to build to. Right. And it could be, even if, even let's, even if, uh, you know, Banks and Boss have their titles on the line at SummerSlam. It doesn't mean, like, Trish and Lita aren't getting a title shot. So right. you can still build to that match no matter what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't um, think they'll give them the tag team title shot, though? Trish and Lita? Yeah. What have they done? They're just Hall of Famers, man. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love, I can take or leave Trish. I love me some Lita. I think if they have that match, they put the gold on the line. Probably, if, if but they don't, win evolution, they don't win yeah, it. They don't win it. Or they, they will by some fuckery. And that's all the I titles have. Won't change hands. Yeah, that's all I have for uh, news. You had some purchases. Oh, you had purchases I talked last about week. It last week, yep. Micro brawlers in the house. Yep, I think I got. I don't know if I. I got Jim the Anvil too for Hasbro. Yep, you said that. Yep, that's it. You've been you've been slacking this last week. I have been. It's been busy, man. <laughs> Plus, like. I feel like you need to bring, I don't know. The Hasbro market sucks so bad right, right now. Well, it sucks. Remember I told you I was going to maybe do like NWO for like elites, you yeah. know, or something like that. Or even basics. Like some yeah, of those basics. ones are really cool. Right, right. I don't know. Um, I I didn't have a whole lot. I did uh, I did get purchase a micro brawler for our friend <laughs> uh, Hornswoggle at yeah. his show this weekend, which we'll get into in a minute, but. I love that the brawler is tiny. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a micro micro. I fucking brawler. love that. <laughs> That's great. I think it's awesome that they did that. I remember hearing one time, like when they were making his elite figure, they're like, uh, "Do you, are you gonna be mad if we make him like tiny?" Or he's like, "No, why the fuck would I be mad if you? It would right. be weird if I was the same, same size, size as Finley, yes, and stuff like that." But they did do that a few times. I think, I think because they think as a as a consumer, you go into the aisle. You might feel cheated if you're paying the same price for a 
figure that's half the size. Sure. So there's been times where they've actually done two versions of Hornswoggle, like in the same package for oh, that's cool. The one price, or they've done like a Finley and a Hornswoggle or something for that price. Or do um, let's say there's a like the Andre Funko Pop. Is that a little more pricey than a normal pop? There's two. There's one that's just a a tad bigger than the other ones. Okay. That was regular. Okay. But then they made like a six inch version where the rest of them are, I think are four. Okay. And that's like a, a little five dollar pop gotcha. up or something. I think it was like fifteen instead of ten. Some somewhere in that ballpark. Um other than that, I didn't really do a whole lot of purchasing because my uh high spots fourth of July order came in and it was it was good. Um we'll start out I did a Colt Cabana bundle pack, so I got this Yep. Is that the brawler you have? The yeah, with that's the red one I coat? Got. Yep. So I was going to buy that brawler for, I think, 15 anyways. Yep. And they did the bundle with this uh, two-disc Colt Cabana yeah. in Ring of Honor DVD. So I looked at it as getting that for five bucks. You know what I mean? That's got a bunch of punk matches on it. Chicago's favorite son. I'm sure it's going to be good. Uh, I got a Macho Man Randy Savage Lego-style pin. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, the company that makes those, they've done, they started doing all the Simpsons ones, and I have a few. Yep, I remember those. And Bret then they and went on to do like almost all the same guys in Lego, Lego. form. Nice. So that's pretty neat. I what like else? the crossover stuff. Oh, I I bought these. I'm going to leave them sealed, I think. I don't know. They came up on the block, and I just couldn't pass them up. But it's a sealed, complete set of wrestling trading cards, classic WWF trading cards. So there's a hundred or there's 145 cards in here from 1990. Wow. That's 30 years, man. I'm like, I'm just got to keep it. I was going to keep it sealed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe somebody down the road will want it and want to open it. I don't know. Um, let's see. What else did I get? I got a dynamite kids book, which only ran me like 10 bucks. Interesting. And I heard that when he wrote this, it was like a very bitter time in his life and that he really dishes on some people. So, okay. so I, you know, I was pretty intrigued. Intrigued. Yeah. Like curious. Yeah. Then let's see. Oh, I got a, I got a big boy here. This is, this is something that I just couldn't pass up. Damn dude. Your brother is going to flip out (laughs) with jealousy. Well, the hit man glasses signed in ink. Brett, the hit man. I just thought those looked good. Hanging up somewhere. Oh yeah, man. Can hear the music now. <laughs> I just oh, that was like one of the first things in the day too. I was like, "Yep, I want that. <laughs> Gotta have that." Um, let's see. Oh, I'll just get right into another. Um, what do you want to say? Um, these are are uh, a, a staple of this man, right? Like the Bret Hart glasses. That's For like sure. his his uh, gimmick. It's his gimmick. Yeah. All right, I got another gimmick here. Oh my God. <laughs> That's an actual two by four. <laughs> Signed to Matt, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hall of Fame 2011. Oh, USA. I, like how, I don't think they all got wrapped in the, and the, in the tape. And the red, white, and blue tape at the, at the end of it. That's fantastic. That'll look good on the wall. Oh, yeah, dude. You can hang that. That was thing only anywhere. like 30 bucks. You can go right there with it. That's perfect. I just thought that's a, that's a good, like, Trade thirty item from a guy. Yeah, it was like yeah. thirty dollars. I love dude. that. That's great. All in all, I was I was. How many eight by tens are twenty five? You know, you got to. You got. Oh yeah. Well, I have a couple of them here. Probably. <laughs> I got 
Uh, and this like collage that I was doing on the wall over there. Um, some of my eight by tens are like vertical and some of them are horizontal. And right. I'm, I have empty frames because I didn't have enough horizontal eight by tens. Yes. So even though I got dug in to sign the two by four, I also got a, a, uh, eight by 10 where too. him holding the flag, one. doing a little salute ski. So that's a good one. Uh, this was just like an on the whim purchase for like 10 bucks. <laughs> the iron Sheik. Did he ever Bubba. hold that title? <laughs> I don't know. That's like the big gold belt, dude. I don't know. We'd have to be able to look that one up. Sanky, it's not Sanky. ringing a bell, but Sankey, uh, I got a promo you, here of the you, iron Sheik holding a world heavyweight wrestling championship. There's no name on the plate. I feel like he's just fucking around here. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Sarge, Sergeant Slaughter was in the house. So That's I got, right. I like, I like the old legit. Sergeant Slaughter with the, the gold wing belt. I like that. He signed it at ease, Matt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought it was cool in the box was a Sharpie. So I, and that's the only thing that I got signed with a black Sharpie. So I think Sarge was just signing and threw it in there, signed 10 of them and then chuck it in there. Probably, <laughs> um, the two things I have left at him, not a whole lot. There was an art print from our buddy Shane, Shane Helms, Helms, the hurricane. That's great. And I don't know. Again, this is one of those that was like only 10 or 15 bucks. And I really liked that guy when we were on the cruise. Like, he was great. He would, he'd be one of the guys that would fucking hang out with you. And yeah. shoot the sh in fact, when we were in the airport in Miami leaving, he like came up, he's like, you guys have a nice safe trip or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he was cool. He was very cool. So it's like a comic book. Um, cover with uh the hurricane stand back there's a hurricane coming through yeah that's pretty sweet so i like that and then i think the next item is the one that i spent the most money on i think it was like 70 or 80 bucks um but it's a ecw legends of extreme oh wow and it's got a bunch of dudes on here and it's signed by almost everyone so it is signed by Sabu, New Jack, Steven Richards, Blue Meanie, Shane Douglas, Francine, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, Raven. and Raven, and Jerry Lynn. And Jerry Lynn. So the only people that are on this that I don't have signatures for, they're all alive. So that's cool. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's just like gold Sharpie. So yeah. this could be like a bucket list thing to finish too. Who is missing? Funk. Oh. Terry Funk. Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, Mikey Whipwreck. Rhino. Nova, or he was Hollywood Nova in the BWO. Right. And Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Those are all gettable, are I feel those like. Are dude, if WrestleCon happens next year, I bet every one of those guys would be there. Yeah, you can finish that out. And that would look pretty fucking cool on the wall, all finished out with Fuck all yeah. of them. yeah. And you'll get to hear Terry Funk say, you're a good man. But your mother's <laughs> a whore. And then me and Terry Funk are going to have to throw it on. Yeah. We're going to have to have a loser leaves WrestleCon match. Or... A pool party death match. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. We're going to get into a pool party death match, guys, in just a few. I can't. That pool party death match, Adam, that was something else. That was fun. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. 
Yeah. I watched some stuff. I, I watched like, live pro wrestling, man. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get right into that? I think so. It's been six months. It's been, it's been a long time. We traveled two hours and 15 minutes away to watch ACW Wisconsin. Um, it was called like ACW 34 or whatever. It was nothing. Summer Spectacular or something like that. Right. It was in Kimberly, Wisconsin at a place called Tanner's Bar and Grill. And I can't recommend that place enough. God damn, that venue is awesome. It was, uh, I thought, Kimberly, Wisconsin, it's, I mean, I'm, I, we live in Wisconsin. I've never even heard of the freaking town. I didn't either. I'm like, this is going to be just some little podunk bar. In fact, my wife's like, oh, you're going to go to a wrestling show and <laughs> contract COVID and bring it back to all of us here at home. And I'm like, uh, it's, there's going to be like 30 people there. Like, it's I, not going to be a big deal. I'm going to wear a mask. It's going to be fine. I said the same thing. I'm like, it's going to be outside. It's going to be in some shitty parking lot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we get there and it's like a decent sized bar and you walk in and you turn left to go to like the bar proper, which was a very nice, like spacious area, Huge. It was like a 50 foot bar. Yes. And they had an outdoor area that had a fucking swimming pool, like a giant swimming pool, another bar. Another bar outside, an area for a band to set up, which yep. they were. Yep. Um, and then, but then if you go back to the front door and you turn right, you go into like an auditorium almost. Right. It's like a indoor volleyball or small basketball court or. Yeah. I mean, they had the scoreboards was, and the walls and everything. It was huge. There and was another bar, bar in there and, and two restrooms and yep. So there was like 250 people there and they were checking temperatures at the door. Masks were available if you wanted them. Um, hand sanitizer all, all over, over the place. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt, I felt more safe there than I do on just in my normal grocery run when I'm wearing a mask, honestly. Right. right. Yeah. Because you don't know what all those people you're running into. They could <laughs> no. all be running a fever. Yeah. At least I know that everybody got checked on the way in on, at this place. Exactly. Yeah. They did that very well. So perhaps out to ACW. It, yeah. That's it, the, it was awesome. That's the, uh, promotion that Dylan Postel or Hornswoggle formerly known as runs um <laughs> you hinted to it earlier and i think it was my favorite part of the night it was a pool party death match yes um i can't remember the guy's names randy and or no wild and randy wild and randy that's what it <laughs> they was. were the baby faces they were like the uh hanging loose guys you know coming out in their board shorts and and then they faced uh, Hornswoggle's like henchmen, where kind of, they reminded me of like the revival almost. Uh, if the revival was like twenty years older and a little heavier, seventy pounds heavier. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. With yeah, that. totally. Yeah. They were total old school wrestlers. You know what I mean? There was no. They weren't taking any shit from uh, Randy or Wild. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah, they 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 partook in the in the death match. So when Randy or Wild went to the outside of the ring and went under the apron, instead of all your classic hardcore gimmicks, uh, instead of a table, there was a raft, pool, a, a pool raft. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. you would lay on your back on. You know, um, water wings, water uh, wings, a, a sand, a, a shovel like for playing in the sand, foam cooler. Yeah, they did a table spot, guys, where they put two of those like uh, collapsible folding chairs, not not metal, just the ones. No, you would, the like, ones you ha you bring to the the cookout tailgate or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you, we all have them. They put two of those in the ring, and then they stack two of those air mattresses, <laughs> air floaty mattresses on. 
Also, remember they also took that same chair and set it up on like the apron, and yes. then dude did a coffin drop onto another guy, and, and it, it didn't go it well. It didn't go well. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. And I will say this: like as hokey as it was, like we all knew it was kind of hokey, and they weren't selling it like crazy. No, but. A guy hits another guy as hard as he can with a pool noodle in the face. It sounds gnarly. It, and I swear that has to hurt. I think so. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try it out this summer. There we get to Dude, a pool they were, that's open. But the spot to end it all, Adam. The spot to end it yes. all is they go underneath the ring. Well, first of all, before the spot to end it all, some barbecue tongs got taken that's out. That's true. <laughs> and what do you do with barbecue tongs, Adam? You grab the opponent's nuts with You got to grab a wiener you when you got tongs. Wiener. That's right. Come that's on, right. dude. That's what you do. Uh, so Be fan franks. Several, several guys got these tongs clamped onto their wiener during the match. <laughs> yeah. Um, then after the match. <laughs> tongs I'm holding in my hand right now. <laughs> they handed them off to Maddie as a little souvenir. Yeah, we were like right by the entrance where the I asked the guy for the tongs, <laughs> and he gave them to he you. He was giving me a high five. I gave him the old tongue, <laughs> tongue hand motion, and he gave them to me. Oh, you um, think he goes home that night and his wife's like, "You bring back the tongs?" He's like, "Ah, shit, I'll, I'll get more." Oh, <laughs> uh, but before the end, they did do an awesome spot where they threw a beach towel down in the middle of the ring, and then one guy goes underneath the the ring to pull up instead of thumbtacks. Yes. It was a bag of charcoal briquettes, <laughs> and he lays them all out. Which may not seem crazy at first, but if you think about it, that would probably hurt. To get yeah, almost up. like think about stepping on a, a rock or a Lego or right. something. You know, that hurts. The They dumped out a pile of charcoal briquettes and then proceeded to... One guy took a double choke slam onto those charcoal briquettes. So just like the thumbtack, you could see where every charcoal. Yeah, he had all these little black squares all <laughs> over his, his back. fucking back. That you know awesome. that hurt. It was a good spot. <laughs> that was a great spot. I had so much fun during that match, and I don't think it was just. I don't think it was just like lack of a live show. You know what I mean? I no, thought that it was, was fun. That was fun. That would in, in my head, I was kind of like, man, this isn't going to be that good. They but made it great. It, they made it great. Because they didn't, like I said, they weren't like selling it like, uh, you know, a foam cooler over the head. They weren't completely no selling it, but they also weren't acting like they got hit in the head with a steel chair. Exactly. And I think everybody was into it. That's the other thing. That crowd. Great crowd. Was amazing. Great crowd. Um, there was another tag team called the Players Club. Yes. It's like Cash and Big Cat or something. And these guys, they are, uh, they got to be in their like late 40s. Yep. And... They're they're like playboys, right? But they players. They're players. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. They're from wherever players are. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're the they're the the um the guys that graduated college already, but somehow are still at the party. Like, yes. didn't you guys graduate like five years ago? And like, what's up, player? And you're like, mm. <laughs> but they, that's that's the gimmick. Yeah, that's the gimmick, and they don't like. Uh, like they, uh, they kind of like know their place though too. Like the yes. one guy's like, I'm not gonna run. You want me to run or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to shave they're, a little bit. And they like, <laughs> they like play on that. Yes, you I went what? down a rabbit hole with them. A you did? Bit. Well, there was a, not too much, but I didn't like. I didn't know the the federation before. I think on the way up, you were telling me, "Oh, check this out." You know, go on. You know, give them the like or whatever, and then it'll say. Well, yeah. 
and they had like a few promos leading yes, up to. Yes, I saw those too. Okay. <laughs> Where they pawned off the tag team. Yes. Or that one guy <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Cash. Yeah, cashed it. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean you pawned off the titles? Like, I had to make rent. And they're like, <laughs> then the commissioner came out and he's yep. like, hey, I heard you pawned those titles. You need those before Sunday. And he's like, I don't have them. Pawn shops aren't open on Sunday. <laughs> it was great. And I love those guys. Going back to the crowd, like their music came out. What was that music? It's uh teen T Pain, all I do is win. Yeah, all I do is win. And <laughs> and when the fucking when the guy goes, everybody's hand goes up, up or like the whole crowd puts their hand up. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, these guys are over they, like rolling. Yeah, they had the crowd. Man. And I was at that point, I was all in on those guys. That was really fucking fun. That was fun. They uh, wrestled a tag team called The Curse. The Curse. Which was like this. Uh, the one guy kind of looked like the Monday Night Messiah. His name was Tyler something. Yeah, and I've seen him before. I've seen him around. And he carries like a big spike around. And then the other yes. guy was uh, Unholy Sean Priest, which right. we've seen around too. I feel like he's lost some weight since I've seen him. Totally has. Yeah. No, 100% he has. Um what else did we see? We saw Hornswoggle or Swoggle as he's known now. By the way, you'd think with this being his promotion, he'd be like a baby face. Oh, he's, he's like a, a piece dastardly of piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love how the fans are able to like hate him um, going into it. But then like as soon as intermission hits or whatever, and he's at the table selling his gimmicks, they're just like, hey, what's up, Dylan or whatever. And I also thought it was funny that you know, him being a, you know, a former WWE superstar or whatever. I was like, oh, God, fucking everybody's going to be in line to see this guy. And again, because I think people are just not that he's not a big deal, but I think people are just, you know, used to him because this is, you know, he's probably run 35, 40 shows or whatever there. So I think they're just like, oh, that's just that's just Dylan. That's just our guy. But I love how they're able to be cool with him during intermission, but then treat him like the, the biggest of piece of shit that he is. is. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was fucking awesome. We saw um, Weapon Next. Some Logan. Lo He's the champ. LL. Logan something. Yeah, Logan something. Uh, and he won some. Or he was defending against like some uh, somebody who won a four-way Some Grace the guy. last time. Adam Grace. Adam Grace. What yeah. a disgrace. Yeah, he, he's got some room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> but the next show... Is going to be on August 7th. That's going to be in Oshkosh proper at like the Masonic Temple or something like that. I don't know. Yep. Um, but they're going to have a 30-man over-the-top Royal Rumble. So mm, Enjoy, man. I'm going to be there. Enjoy. It's just a scant two-hour drive, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am starving for product. Well, from New Glarus, it's more than that. Well, go ahead, camp. Yep. Camp. Go camp. <laughs> what else did you watch? Uh, AEW. Oh, I, the weird one I was going to say was a uh, MLW started doing like underground. It's I called. saw it promoted, but I didn't check it out. It was like after so many years or ever, we're going to, yeah. Is it a, like a show they used to do it? Now they're doing it again. I think it's just old footage. They're I don't just know. Redoing yeah. it. Yeah. Or no, it's not new. It's That's old, what I'm saying. Oh, they're, yeah, just, yeah. They're, they're just, just replaying re it. I guess yes. redoing so it. So they had like uh vampiro versus Christopher Daniels in 2004. They're really playing out or. Trying to prey off other promotions. AEW a little bit, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, just that was the only weird one I saw. I threw it on when I was running. AEW, speaking of Fighter Fest Night 2. Um, I liked it better than Night 1. I liked it better than Night 1 too, which I thought, I th I didn't think that was going to be possible with the fact that Mox wasn't going to wrestle. Right. Like you lose your main event. How does, how do you how recover? Do you, uh, yeah, how does that 
stack up better than the night before, I guess. But I'll tell you how four man or eight man tag and then Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Both of those were fantastic. Uh no doubt about that. Um despite Mox not showing up, Brian Cage is a champion, Adam. The FT World Champion. <laughs> FTW heavyweight champion. Yeah. They brought that old belt back. From the ECW era. Oh, that was the other weird one I saw. I saw him defend it. On what, dark or something? Yeah, it was when I was running tonight. <laughs> guess, who, guess who against? Who? Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. And they let Brian get some offense in, but other than that, it was pretty much a squash match. Did you happen to see Pillman Jr. take on Sean Spears? I did watch before? that too, yeah. How was that one? That was better. Still kind of a squash match. Though. Yeah. I feel like he's got to work his way up. Like, Yeah. Just because you have that name doesn't mean fuck all. True. It doesn't. And I thought at first, I'm like, maybe they're doing that because he's still on MLW. But I'm like, nah, because they didn't do that with MJF. No. You know? Nope. He's, uh, Sean Spears has got that weird glove that Tully gave him now. What is that all about? You can, like, there's a compartment in it. You can, in it, in it. You can, like, put shit in it and hit people with it. But the ref knows about it. So he didn't even <laughs> use that on Pillman. But then he went and got something, put something in, and then beat him up after the match. What a, that's stupid. Yeah. Um,. NXT, like we said earlier, Keith Lee defeats Adam Cole, so now he has both titles. A lot of both title things going on. Oh, shit. Uh, it's kind of weird, especially with, like, you don't have... Is it because they're working with a thin roster on all these places? Or, like, well, we got to have some... Only certain people are able to work. Like, let's... I don't know. I don't it seems know. weird. I don't think so. I think there's enough... Definitely not with, like, uh, oh, maybe NXT, I guess. That was a classic, like, 20-minute match, though. I thought... I thought that was really good. Um, let's see here. What else? Candice LeRae, she beat Mia Yim in a street fight, and I thought that was amazing. Did you see the, the finish of that? You have to remind me. They had stacked a table in the corner, so you're you're thinking someone's going to go through that table, right? Well, they both end up standing on it, Oh, and yes. LeRae hits her with like a swinging neck breaker yes. onto a pile of chairs for yes. the win. off of the table. That yeah, was really that good. That was fun. And then... The only other thing I really watched, I did watch some Raw, but pff, there is fucking nothing of note on there. Nope. 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 Um, New Japan Cup Finals. Uh, Evil defeated Okada. And it happened because of uh, Evil's... So Evil defeats Okada. There's some Bullet Club interference by uh, Jado and... I can't remember if it was Bone Soldier or if it was Tokyo, Tokyo Pimp. Pimp. But one of those guys got involved early in the match. And then Evil ends up getting the win. And then Naito comes out because the thing is that an Evil gets to take on Naito, his stablemate, the leader of his stable, the next night at Dominion. At Dominion, yep. And Naito shows him respect, does his little uh, hand signal or whatever, where he bumps his fist up to his heart and then puts it up in the air. Evil does the same, but as soon as he puts the fist up, the, the bullet the club two sweet two comes sweet. out it's and uh, the turn attacks him. And uh, the next night at Dominion, Evil actually defeats Naito for both titles. So now he's got them both. Yes, and there was a thing in that match. Do you know who Dick Togo is? Yeah, you've heard the name. Yeah, I, he was like a mid Carter in WCW. The guy's like sixty years old right now. Yeah, um, I thought he's but dead. he was like a big deal in Japan. <laughs> right. And so during this match with Naito, um, Bushi comes down to ring. The guy that wears the mask and spits the mist. Right. 
he gets involved and you think that Bushi also has joined the Bullet Club. Oh. But he takes off his Bushi mask and it's not Bushi, it's Dick Togo. Weird. And I guess he is now going to be like in a managerial role for evil. Okay. Which is fucking weird too because... So now Bullet Club has like three manager guys. They right. Jado, Gato, Gato, and, and Dick, yeah. Dick to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really weird. And now I don't well, understand why both titles have to be on the line. Like that's. Yeah, I don't. I get it with Cole Lee. They each have a title. It's tight. It's, it's you're putting it all on the line. Time. Right. But when. So any other year, if you win the New Japan Cup. You get a title shot for the heavyweight title the next night. So why the fuck does Naito have to put up his intercontinental title as well? Just because he turned on him? No, it was it, just, mean, it was I mean, already set in stone evil. that he was going to get a shot at both of them. That's weird. Yeah, and then uh, Hiromu Takahashi came out and he basically called out uh, Evil and he wants a shot at both titles. So that's that's the guy that's holding your junior heavyweight title right now. Jesus. So, <laughs> so can you imagine? Just one guy's just gonna be draped. He did say or one of them, but <laughs> you know the they do the fucking English uh, subtitles, subtitles yeah. and it was like uh, basically Hiromu comes out and he wants a shot at both titles or one of them or at least one of them. <laughs> He's like, how can you do this to your friends or <laughs> whatever? It was, I don't know. It was something else, but. I don't know. I don't know when that show is going to be, but I will say this: it was very cool seeing actual fans in the arena. Yes, you text me about that. I'm excited. About I think that. they had like three thousand in there, which is nowhere near capacity, but it still was plenty. I mean, it's not twenty enhancement talent around in a WWE ring that right. have to clap or they're going to get fired. That's right. You know, it's. <laughs> I do like seeing Bugenhagen every week. <laughs> yeah, outside the WWE. Why aren't they using him? I don't know. I don't know. He was going ape shit when Keith Lee won that title. <laughs> yeah. Him and Zia Lee, those guys were both going yes, fucking they're the nuts. Best. Yeah, other than that, um, I'm trying to think. I didn't watch any SmackDown. Did you watch SmackDown? I did. But, uh, first, like half. Yeah. And I think I was telling you, I, I can't remember from, if they did this on, on the week before or last they're week. They're dragging it out, especially oh, like yeah, that Hardy angle and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of ready. I'm, I'm happy for the, the horror show pay-per-view this weekend because... I'm ready for new storylines. Speaking of that, um, do you have the card for that? Because I, I do. definitely don't. So we have uh, Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre to be determined because Ziggler gets to pick the stipulation. What do you... Oh, that's right. He said he's going to wait until like day of to yep. pick it. So he has this, this surprise drop on him. I. What I, do you think it's going to be? I think McIntyre sticks. What do you think the steps going to oh, be? Uh, I think McIntyre sticks with it too. I don't. I don't even know. Um, some no DQ, so maybe Ziggler can get some help. I, I, I don't see him I doing a like, ladder match. Okay. I don't see him doing the last man standing. Keep going. What do you got? Asuka, Sasha. That's going to be a good one. That'll, That'll be, be really good. No no step. No step. Uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. No step. What the fuck? I, extreme, it's rules. extreme rules. Well, hold on. Every man. match used to have a hold step. Hold on now, because the next couple will get pretty crazy. Oh, I've, someone's losing an eye. I know that. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, eye for an eye match. You have to extract an eyeball to win. You have to pull out the opponent's eyeball to win. What do you think happens? Contact shit or CGI God, shit? That Tom Sibley thing with the I know. with the contact. That yeah. might be it. I feel like somebody's just gonna pop in a fucking like blood red contact. And yes. Then, I still think they're gonna do some weird fuckery with CGI. They probably will. 
Um, Apollo Crews versus MVP. That's just the singles as well. And then Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. In the swamp. In the Wyatt swamp fight. I love that. Is that for the belt too? Yes. Doesn't say here. That's definitely for the belt. Doesn't say. It's Wikipedia though. Uh, speak. So the only other show this weekend is Impact's running Slammiversary. Now, I haven't watched an Impact show When's in that? Years. Saturday. Really? You want to do it? Maybe. I'll test Don. You have to ask Don? He's a TNA guy. Okay. Or Impact guy. You want me to read the card? I just pulled it up. Yeah. See, I'm not even going to know most of these guys. I know guys. Sammy and Ken Shamrock. Ace Austin, who we've seen at local shows. Yes, we have. I think we saw Minnesota. I think you're right. Versus Eddie Edwards versus Trey, mm. question mark, versus to be announced. That's a banger of an opener, Adam. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yikes. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo. Boy, Deanna Perrazzo sure went somewhere quick after yeah, getting after NXT, X-Nade. Right? She even got brought up. She had a match with Charlotte Flair on Raw like two months ago. That's right. Willie Mack. This is for the Impact X Division Championship. Willie Mack against Chris Bay. Nope. Got nothing. Got nothing. Then we got a gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the Knockouts Championship. Let me know if you know any of these names. Alicia Edwards. Nope. Havoc. Yep. Jessica Havoc? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. I know her. Kiera Hogan. Nope. Is that Hogan's daughter? Mm, doubt it. <laughs> Kimberly. I don't know yep. her. Kylie Ray. Nope. She was in AEW for a bit. Smiley Kylie Ray. Oh, she was in the May Young Classic, too. Okay. Versus Nevaeh. Nope. Nope. Versus Madison Rain. Heard of Madison her. Madison Rain, yep. Versus Rosemary, yes. Yep. Versus Susie. How many bitches do they have in this match? Can we say bitches anymore, Adam? <laughs> That's not the name of their division in TNA? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're called knockouts, man. Versus, versus Tasha Steeles versus Taya Valkyrie. That's a lot of ladies in that Holy one. Holy cow. All right. Then we have a tag team match. The North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Yes, I saw that they're tag champs. That's crazy. <laughs> they hated each other and you know how that goes. And then I don't know what an old school rules match is. It says in parentheses unsanctioned for the TNA heavyweight championship. Moose, who is the champion versus mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer. Good God. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer's in your main event. How much is this pay-per-view? Because if it's like uh, anything more than $30, they're stealing money from me. I bet you it's exactly thirty dollars. I'm googling it right now, efforting right now. Mm, I don't even know where to watch this thing. Fight TV, dude. All right. Well, we'll just say it's thirty dollars. I don't know. Order it up, kids. Donson hit me up about it because he—that's when. Well, you know he's getting it then, so it's just a matter of are we going to go saying. over there? Or not? That's what I meant. No, you said you have to ask Don well, if we can watch it. He's been standoffish. Oh, God. So I don't know if. Oh, you know I'll have a mask on, Don, you son okay. of a bitch. All right. Just make sure there's six feet of space between me and you on that couch with a bowl of Fritos between us. <laughs> All right. Anything else from you, Adam? Nope. Me neither. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Go watch some wrestling. If there's live wrestling in your area, go check it out. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the one we went to, it was it was very well run. I will say that. Do some research. Do, do some research before you go. All right. Love don't you guys. go to guys. GCW or something. No, don't. Don't do that.
give it, give it. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 